0: to the Still Telling It Like It Is program. I'm Apostle Baker, J Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. And I already told you on my other programs why I always tell you that. I want you to have your friends, your enemies, your family, all different kinds of people to join us today. I uh, It's Wednesday, so that means that I get to hang out with my friend, Apostle Barry Cook. I... Uh, He is my co-host on this program, and we're here to still tell it like it is. This program, none of my programs are for babies in the first place, but this one really is not. And he is going to get into some areas that current events, he's actually going to deal with current events and how it affects the kingdom, all of these different kinds of things. So come on, come on, come on. Hustle Barry.
1: And Dr. Now. Baker, it is always wonderful to make your acquaintance on this show. I'll tell you that I, it is a wonderful opportunity to preach the gospel. I thank God for the platform that He's given you and the influence He's gearing in many other places. I, I, it's a real privilege to to be asked to be part of your show, and I and and you've asked me quite a bit, um, but <laughs> but. <laughs>
0: Wait, no, 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 no. I stopped asking you. Did you not hear how I introduced you? My co host.
1: Yeah, uh, that could be why I'm saying what I'm saying right now. Okay. Wow. That was my nice way of saying that. <laughs> oh Lord Jesus. Anyway, I'm I got something burning here. Glad we got a great subject today. And um we're dealing with um I, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna take you remember in the, in the New Testament and, and um, the book of Corinthians, Paul said that things were written in times of old, were written for our examples of, and he named several things that we learned from looking at it, not to fall in the same sins. We learn how to approach God and the things of the Lord. We learn, I mean, he named several things. And he says, these are things we learn from this, uh, from the stories in the Old Testament. So we understand, although historically, These stories have happened already, but inside of these stories were concepts. I mean, remember the New Testament writers did not have a New Testament to work on. They were operating from the conceptual elements that they had to draw with the knowledge of Christ that they were learning and it was being revealed to them. And and I love some of the old drawings where they have the guys sitting around in a circle with a fire and they have papers and they're looking at looking at it, and then someone else is holding old scrolls and they're matching new things that are happening, looking for them in the in the Old Testament scriptures to you know to try to make sure they're keeping their course and uh and correctly and on, on target. And so many times I hear so much talk about. The Old Testament not being relevant and da 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 da, but it's it's just people that really are legalists and they're trying to move away from the extremes of it, where you know somebody got killed or somebody dropped dead or whatever. But they're not understanding the spiritual applications in the New Testament. To something like that means means it kills your spirit, it kills your life, it kills your your drive, it kills your vision. I mean, that's that's all that is nuck you know, we got to quit saying, and, and people with higher, well, if if people just understood that this is just people with no knowledge that don't get it. And the fact is, it's people with no revelation that don't understand it. I mean, you build on the things that, that are there. Now, I said all of that to say. Um, the story that I want to take today is out of Samuel. And, and I kind of want to talk about the revivalist anointing of Samuel. <laughs> now, there's some a lot to say about revival. Too much on these uh, shows, the next two shows or two programs that we're doing. But, but I do want to give a general sweep because you have to understand, even these kind of stories, people say, yeah, but it doesn't say this. And, that, and the New Testament goes on to say this and this. And again, I say, don't be so stupid. I know that's straightforward, but it really shows ignorance because these guys didn't have that yet, but what they have is the foundation to understand when a move of God is there, when we are aligned for a move of God. I mean, because move of gods are not just random all the time, because if you look at all of them, you see that people, even people throughout history they understood certain concepts. First, you pray over the city, you send somebody in to pray. I mean, it's it, but it's not just random la 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 stuff. It's people closing themselves in and really coming after stuff in the spirit on levels that you have to be accustomed to doing. Then the uh, rest of the team starts coming in, they start joining and praying and and kind of preparing and thinking through things. Then it's like these all and so is the ones that are going on now well it just dropped no no didn't just drop you know they they had a purpose to have it we're just waiting on revival how have you purposed for it well i mean you know the lord we're just we just love the lord we just want him to come you know well great how's that working out for you you know maybe it takes something else well, I tell you, there's not enough not enough holiness in the congregation. That's not it. Because you can have a bunch of heathens start crying out for God and they'll show up. So that ruins it real quick. And religious people that don't know that, they, they don't get out much. They, they stuck up in the house because, I mean, and I mean the house of themselves, because I've been in places that I thought, good Lord, these people, you know, there's no way uh, this these and and they start crying and calling on God and you're like well, I guess God just loves them too you know like he's but it was the way they were doing it it wasn't playing around they weren't looking on the phone they weren't sending photo ops to Instagram and all this of us seeking the Lord and that's something else I appreciate even about some of the current things that are moving on the pre stuff is it wasn't wasn't made a market. And usually, if the priest stuff's a market, it's a scam. Because men and women of God, if the priest stuff is kept between the faithful, crap doesn't come in the cracks. Um, rumors don't stir up Mongols out there that are just waiting to, you know, men disguised as demons, women disguised as as demons and and suck a bus and ink a bus and everything else is, oh, there's a light over there. Let's go see, you know, and all the vampires come out for blood. You know, they're looking for fresh meat. So, you know, they're looking for strays. But the bottom line is all of these things that occurred Give us an outline. They give us an idea. They give us an understanding from the point of a general guise. And the reason I thought this was so important is because most of the issues with revivals come with, "Does it do this?" I don't believe this is how it works. But these are the fun- foundational things, and so hopefully we can get through all of them. And I know I took my time on that intro, but yeah, talk to me. I have a question. Would you ask it, doctor? (laughs) So it's,
0: uh, are you saying something similar to when you were talking about the pre-stuff was not made uh, made a market, was not public? Were you talking about what you do in the closet or what you do in secret? Then I will reward it openly. I will make it happen openly. Is that, is that?
1: Exactly, uh, exactly. Students were gathering for months, even at the Asbury thing you know, that people are like, well, you know, this just, I'm like, no, no, no. I mean, they gathered for months. They started, they came, they put away agendas. They just, they started seeking after God. They didn't just worship. They had enough sense from the past stupidities to, I know I keep saying that, but I'm trying to punch. Okay. So I'm on purpose, you know, (laughs) and, um, you know, to, to make sure the word was at the center of it. Regardless of how much spirit was moving, that's another thing we see for more successful moves of God than ones. And, you know, I've heard people, well, there's mixtures. There always is, because there's all kinds of fish, like Jesus said, to get caught in a net. So, of course, there's going to be. And, well, some of the leadership, you know, I've heard that some of the leadership is this, and I've heard that some probably are. I wonder what they would label you, you know, but is, you know, look at those. Don't, you're not God. Nor are you, Jesus, nor are you, the Holy Spirit. But what you can do is be thankful for what is happening in the spirit realm. You know, is that okay? Does that make sense? You know, well, you know, and so I just kind of want to move down through this. Now, as I say in general, A lot of people say, well, the book of Acts, you know, the book of Acts is the acts of the Holy Spirit to certain apostles. And certainly in the beginning it was, but as we well know, that burst out and the people started going forth, deacons and elders and all kinds of people start stirring up and women on the shores that are making fine linens are all of a sudden, you know, stirring up Bible studies and moves of God. Uh, But it did start with the apostles. And I think some people just say, well, the acts of the apostles show what apostles can do. eh, That's stupid. Again, that's how it started the first couple chapters. But once they got it imparted to the next generation, then the next generation began to move out with it and, and on and on and on and on and on. Well, the apostles are still the main characters. Well, yeah, yeah, they were in the acts of the apostles, but yeah.
0: So, are you saying I'm just asking these questions yeah, yeah. are you Absolutely. saying that <clears throat> what the apostles started? then the apostolic anointing of the apostles, the apostolic uh, manifestation, the difference. I think they just had a thing on the difference between the apostles and the apostolic. I think you were on that or whatever it is. Yeah, or, yeah. Or something. But well, they started to manifest. I mean, you know, it, it's it's like, didn't um, uh, they
1: start to manifest and then to do well, work? You know, the thing is, is that people understand. Doc Baker, here you go. In, in in John, I think it is chapter 18 or 20, something like that. It's talking about Jesus and, and it talks about his robe when he's going to death. And it says that it was ripped in four pieces. Um, and the undergarment, the main piece, was not ripped. It was the main main anointing. And um the thing about it is, is we operate on all this other stuff, but when we was talking about first and first the apostles and second, the, he's talking about, you know, there's graces. That means at the bottom layer, the apostolic and those teachers and those, you know, the thing it's listing, those are the ones that are the underneath layers. So, well, that's all I am is out here. But I guarantee you, if I start ripping them off underneath there, if you're really a Christian, we're going to come to that. That happens. No, I'm not an apostle. I, I didn't say a word, but there's just by nature of the Holy Spirit that resides in you and operates in you. So what happens is these people got say they caught the spirit of what was happening. That's what this whole idea is that I've not gotten to yet is how it expanded through the people. And so it was a great question to to even to continue lead in on this, whether we get to it or not today, but but, but it's a great lead into it, um, you know, because that's how it is. It, it did. It got to the people and the people went out and imitated what they saw the apostles do. They didn't go out saying, well, that's not my grace. That's not my anointing. Well, that's just not me. You know, we need to just pray that God will move in our city. I don't know what to do. They said, let's do what we know to do until God sends somebody or shows us where to go. They didn't just sit there with the on their bum and gripe and say, well, I guess we better watch reruns of The Price is Right on Sunday morning or whatever. I don't even know if they have them. I don't, I don't know about all that. But anyway, you know, but that's how people think. It's like, well, they, that's because probably the church they attended didn't put an apostolic spirit in. Because if a church you attend apost- operates in an apostolic spirit, the people start to get baptized, <laughs> whether they want to or not. It's, it's Ephesians 5, the washing of the water of the word just starts to, it's constantly coming. And people that may not even have an acquired taste are hearing, like, this guy preaches there, this woman preaches different, what's up? After they start listening and growing, they're like, oh, okay, I get it now. You know, unless they were just resistors, they need deliverance. They need to get their mind renewed, you know. Um, some folks would just think they're professional thorns. Their job is to be a thorn, you know. And it's true, you know. Every rose has its thorn, Pastor. Uh-huh. I don't like thorns. Goodbye, you know. <laughs> Jesus. You know, I will work with thorns as long as they're, they're humble. Because some thorns know they're thorns. And they're trying hard. It's like some folks that are donkeys, and they're trying so hard to become sheep. You know, they're not a wolf anymore, but they're still a donkey, though. They stubborn as all get out, and you push them any wrong way, and they're going to kick. And Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to kick everybody. I'm, My bad. You know, I just can't hold myself sometimes. I just, you know, Jesus. You know, but you, know, they got to move on into being, you know, the sheep thing. And then the thing is, is people see the sheep, Lord Jesus, what are you talking about? People see the sheep as being some low-ranking, dumb animal, but they don't understand that once you get the sheep part down, you go from wolf, you go from donkey, stubborn thing, to, to um, sheep, you're humble, you're submissive, you listen, you follow, you connect with the group, you try to keep up, you, you're trying to learn, being respectful to the rest and the whole, everybody, the sheep just operate different. They per, start providing now, they're not just taking like the like the wolf and the donkey, now they're giving. Look here, take take the fruits of, of my labor, here's, shave me, take me, sell it, make some money, give me some better food while you're at it, you know, <laughs> like, you know, build a better fence that... that <laughs> That the wolves are coming in again. Help us, okay, okay. You know, it's like, but then once you get that, people settle at a sheep. But he's trying to make you into a lion. He's not trying to leave you a sheep. You know, people say you can't, you can't, you can't change DNA, and and you can't except for in the spirit realm. And that's the same thing happening in the trans world. It's a spirit trying to change. The DNA. In the kingdom of God, it's a spirit changing our DNA. <laughs> All spirits seek for a body to habitate. So it's going to be one or the other. You know, I just wish we got more possessed with the Holy Spirit that we felt the drive to infiltrate our children. Instead of just sit back and complain about them in there doing drag shows and handing out and handing out stuff they shouldn't be. <laughs> sorry, I didn't want to say they go on your show. Cause that's not a good thing to say, but I mean, that's what was, I just read an article about it. I was like, I had, that's new. That, I didn't know that was happening. Fifth, uh, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, three different States. The devil is alive. <laughs> um, um, the, the, these, the miracles of healings, signs, wonders, supernatural abilities, were all overshadowed by the fact that these ordinary men and women of God were being, were being used just like heaven and just like great particulars of their past, but they were so few and far between, and now there's all of these, you know, it's like the old saying, Jesus didn't die, he multiplied. The seed went in the ground, and then it come out produced more, much more fruit. Christ's life, his character, his ministry were all tangibly felt through these ordinary lives. And, and, and see, these guys weren't just guys hanging out at church. That's what you got to understand. These guys went where the people were. They had skills. They got in the middle of it and started moving and interacting with people. They weren't scared about people talking about, well, these people touching me hinders my anointing. That, they knew that's what their anointing was for, not so that they could be candy preachers up on a platform. You know, don't touch me. Oh, oh, you messed up. Don't stop. All of that stupid mess, you know. I have another question. <laughs> okay.
0: <clears throat> uh, is not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that's not really the New Testament? Because if the New Covenant, the New Testament started, I thought, at the death, burial, and resurrection so this was satisfying the still in the old covenant but here it was here was the teaching and practicing and all of these things that uh a dry run or i don't know what you want to call it but this is this is something that um People seem to want to stay there rather than looking at that as it talks about in Hebrews. This is a long question, I know. But uh, as it talked about in Hebrews, as these things being examples, were not these things examples also uh, for what it was that the empowerment of the spirit of God, uh, as you said, he didn't die. Jesus didn't die. He just multiplied and, and all of that. So as you get to this in the next couple of this week, yeah. the next couple of weeks.
1: The Gospels were written for historical perspective. That was their primary function. They wanted to make sure they had documented things. That's why, like Luke and some of the other writers would say, and with many witnesses, with they, well, all the writers use that term. Luke took it a little further and taught, used the term that, you know, a legal term saying that he actually had it investigated with people that were of the legal community to judge it. And and they couldn't find fault with it. It was proof, you know, infallible proof. He used infallible, meaning it was no way they could even deny it. It was so much proof, which is just fascinating. And um and you can take that little phrase if you're feel feeling scholarly, and you can you know and you can start researching that phrase in history, and then you'll find times, uh, meetings where the, you know, they met the San Hebron meets together, the council, they're trying to discuss, they're discussing what they're, the facts they're seeing and hearing, how they're going to handle it with government, what they're going to do with it. I mean, it's in the middle. That's why people don't do that anymore. Cause those are in the middle of books about this big and they're like, just a, you know, but fascinating insight. It gives you insight in the whole thing. So that's what the purpose was. It was, a uh, it was to be us to see examples of, of what was on its way to come. And, and that's also why there was a lot of times that Jesus said, you know, there's things I can't talk to you about now. They say, I can't tell you right now. But, but, but later, you know, you understand it better by and by, by and by, Lord. But it's coming up in the future. And he was trying to tell them, look, you'll get this later on. There'll come a time. And then when Paul first comes on the scene, he's telling folks at the beginning, you know, in the, well, I should say in the beginning of Acts, you know, the, everybody's being like, um, well, there's certain things I can't tell you right now, but, but, you know, as you grow in the Lord, you're going to, you're going to get by that by Hebrews. He's talking about, you know, priesthood of Melchizedek and, you know, this and that and try all these parallels and stuff, but you get it because you come all the way through. Jesus didn't teach on all that because everybody been going, what? I mean, you already confusing us. Now what? I mean, but deeper truths came out of it. So absolutely, absolutely. But again, Old Testament. <laughs> I mean, I don't preach from any text in the Old Testament about Jesus. Now, I couldn't always do that. But after a minute, <laughs> I see him in, in the book. Um, but that isn't how I was taught. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, so, uh, but that's how the spirit begins to show us is that. And then, and then the problem is good Lord, what subjects today? And then the problem is, is these super duper spiritual people that are already borderlining on being weird. They take that into, and that's why we're way beyond the Bible. So now we're back to Gnostic beliefs. But here's the deal. That's cool. That's cool. I totally believe you can learn all kinds of things about God. But if you don't have a measuring stick, if you don't have a base, a measurement, a core of measurement, well, how can you say the Bible did? You you name another book that stood the test of time. You show me another one. You can't. Show me another one that's been a bestseller since it's been out. You can't. Show me another one that... People, it's changed nations and worlds and everything Yes, but it started many fights too. You know, that's the problem. It always has that potential. You know, there's always many read, many doubt. You know, Jesus said many times, Jesus preached after he preached, it says they were furious at him. I I went through the book of Acts one, you know, not long ago, just at the conference, just reading stuff on every single chat that, Anyway praise the Lord I keep getting me all worked up It's hot in Texas today too baby I'll tell you that but uh I need to get my AC visited what you only you only got minutes you want me to go okay i I hadn't made out like like I have two sentences and that's all I've read It's just two points that but it's been good I uh, worked it out but um anyway, you know I'm just trying to say that the greatest product. That we can put out in this, the greatest product of the time of revival is going to be the manifestation of apostolic men and women of God full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. Because they're not just trying to lay around. They're not just trying to, you know, get goosebumps. They're not just trying to bark. They understand that all the Holy Spirit, Luke 4, he comes with a purpose. And that's what he comes for. And if he's not getting to do his purpose, you are using him for your own good and not for his purpose. I know we could use different terms. I get it. I know. But um, I'm just saying that this breed of people is among us now, and they're a breed of revivalists and reformers. And I just say that because that the world hadn't even seen before because they understand they've got to throw the net of harvest out to those that don't know Jesus They understand that they have got to reach and throw the spirit of Christ over those that have known him, but have gone dry and have gone stale or have turned away or have hit tragedies and and are in the middle of a demonic attack for years or cycles. And that revivalist anointing comes in and breaks that stuff open. Now, and and the thing about it is why I say them together is because all of them are supposed to work conjointly down to reformation. I mean, everyone knows that's got any kingdom sense that you know starting with prayer, reaching lost souls, reviving a dead people and renew that could come with revelation. Some people say, well, the preaching of a word drives itself. That's yes. So does worship. So does encounters with the Holy spirit there. So does prophetic words awakens people's spirit. So many things awaken people's spirit, you know, and that's what we have to be sensitive. There is no revival though, without a revivalist and people that understand a revival spirit and whether people like that term or not, it is not matter. Somebody has got to make a decision to move. let's gather, let's move. Well, if you're not, I'm going to. And until that happens, nothing happens. It don't just drop out of the sky on a bunch of people in Walmart, and we all now we're all spiritual and have church. That happens. Somebody got to go after it. That's the way it's set up. Faith. Hallelujah. <laughs>
0: Okay. Here's another thing I want to throw out there at you so that we can deal with it on the next program. I'm having fun. Uh, I'm I'm loving this. Uh, Didn't Paul say, uh, didn't the apostle Paul say, some preach in order to put imprisonment on me, but I don't really give a funky fart. I don't give a rip. I don't care why they preach. And that word, those things, I didn't cuss. I want y'all to know I did not curse uh Uh -uh. i don't care why they preach but that the gospel that the kingdom that the kingdom message be released out there that people uh uh uh, receive that people get is this not uh the bible that did it say that and i want you to talk about that i mean i mean did it did it or did it not say that we got about 35 (laughs) seconds
1: Yes, the, he did say that. I was just turning to Philippians chapter one. He also says several other things about the motives of the people that are preaching. And he says, as long as they're preaching Christ, he goes, I'm just thankful. Pre-. He said, they're wrong, but I'm thankful they're preaching you know, Hallelujah. <laughs> because they're still preaching Christ. Just a different perspective, you know, to say Paul was a controlling apostle is not the case. Even though he was very direct, very strong, very outspoken, very do-it-himself, he still knew what it took according to the pattern to get things done.
0: That's right. That's right. Apostle uh, uh, Barry, I really, really, really appreciate today. And I am excited about what we're going to do next week. This is Apostle Baker, J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology and Mm -hmm. Apostle Barry Cook, uh, doctor, doctor, doctor of all these different things. And we will see you next time when we're here still telling it like it is. Please, please, please join us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for letting us come into your home uh, and your space.
1: Thank you for watching Kingdom First TV,
0: your station for Kingdom inspiration.